Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Wednesday. That's right, both me and the Geico Camel are happily celebrating the middle of another week here. And I will apologize, first of all, for the fact that I think I sound a little bit raspy today. Uh, <laughs> I, For the first time in several months, I was able to actually go and see my friends and we did a social distance hangout outdoors and it was, oh, it was so much fun. I'm so happy, actually. And, and I, I talked and screamed for several hours. So (laughs) Uh, my voice is kind of shot, unfortunately, but hey, that's all right, because thankfully I did most of the talking earlier, so I don't really have to rely on myself too much. That is the bonus of doing interviews earlier in the week and having them done so that I don't have to talk when my voice decides that it would like to be gone, essentially. (laughs) So I suppose I do apologize for not sounding my very best, but uh, it was well worth it, I think, to be able to just have a little bit of normalcy with my friends. And to be honest, if you are able to, I definitely recommend just going out to a park. Uh, Each of us sat in different picnic tables and sort of claimed that as our territory and they were spaced out. And so each of us sat at a different picnic table in a little picnic table circle and just sort of talked. And it was it was so good. It felt amazing to finally be able to go out and see your friends. Also, funny enough, the New York Times published an article about the safe ways to hug people during the time of a pandemic. So there are actual approved ways of hugging that will uh, hopefully help limit the spread so when you really need a hug, there are appropriate ways to do so. And I thought that that was just a really sweet article and it had cute pictures too. So (laughs) even better. I don't know, lots of good news, I think, from over both in my circle and then from the news circle, I suppose, as well with that cute little article that I recommend checking out if you're interested. I believe it was just uh, New York Times ways to hug during a pandemic. So if you're interested, I think you should at least check it out. It it was cute. But I I won't talk much longer because it's very exciting. Again, we have the part two of our interview from last week with Jennifer Matu, and it's honestly a really fun interview. And if you haven't listened to the first part, that is the part from last week, Thursday. Actually, I switched it up last week uh, just, you know, for funsies. And so now... It is Wednesday, so I suppose you didn't even have to wait a full week for this part two, so wow, aren't you lucky? (laughs) So anyway, this is the part two of the Jennifer Matu interview, and so I will not take any more of your time, and instead will throw it to myself in the studio with the exact same intro as last week. You know the drill. (laughs) Take it away in the studio, Peyton. Thank you, Peyton. I'm here today in my Zoom studio. We have with us today the lovely author of young adult fiction novels such as Moxie and Afterward. It's Jennifer Matu. So thank you very much for being here today. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Peyton. Thank you for having me. Uh, my fellow pre-professionals at Story Arc, Maggie, was raving about Moxie and how Aww. she loved it. Um, yeah, that book is just, like, you know, I mean, Riot Girl and punk and feminism mm-hmm. has been important to me since I was, you know, a teenager myself. And so, you know, I'm 43, so I actually remember those that era. And so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that book was just such a joy to get to write. So, yeah. Speaking of which, I saw that uh, Moxie is then going to be uh, adapted into a Netflix uh, picture soon. So 
Can you tell us anything about what that process has been like? Uh, sure, sure. I don't know how far along it is. Yeah, it's been surreal. Um, I actually mm-hmm. got to visit the set. You know, Amy Kohler was the um, director, and she mm-hmm. optioned the film, and um, it's just been wild. It's been a wild experience. You know, she so the film is, I believe it's done. I know the filming is done. I don't know about, like, mm-hmm. editing and all that other stuff. I think they, they wrapped in December or something. Um, and then with COVID, of course, things are uncertain. So we're not quite Mm -hmm. sure when it's going to air, but it will be on Netflix. You know, it was a weird experience to see something that I created sort of be transformed for another medium. Mm-hmm. And I know there'll be differences. I know that, you know, there's differences in, in you know, there's new characters and, and some, some certain things that are going to shift probably. But it all looked, from what I could see from the set visit, it just looks amazing. And Amy's sort of, you know, interpretation of the book for screen, I think it's just going to be mm-hmm. awesome. And, of course, she... I got to meet her, and I can tell you she is just, <laughs> like, if you're a Leslie Note fan, if you're a Parks and Rec fan, if you're an Amy mm-hmm. Kohler fan, like, all the things you believe to be true are true. She is such a nice, down-to-earth, kind, funny oh, yeah. person, right? I mean, you know, she's a huge celebrity, right? And and I was so nervous to meet her. And within five minutes, I just felt like, oh, yeah, like, I could have her come over to my house and hang out. Like, she's just very, very, very <laughs> down-to-earth. And she totally got what I was trying to do with Moxie. And I, I know, I know those stories in good hands. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank Were you. Were you like a creative consultant on it or, you know, what was your role in the adaption process? Right, right. So when, you know, you option a book for film, they kind of have the mm-hmm. right to do what they want, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, I did, though, get to read the script. I got to read a couple of versions of the script, and, and I was asked for feedback, um, I think, mm-hmm. as a courtesy. I think they genuinely wanted my feedback. But ultimately, that, you know, Amy's vision is her vision and what she wants to make of it, and that's But I, you know, I provided feedback when, when I was asked, and truth be told, I thought the script was really great. You know, like I said, there's some differences from the book because certain elements of a, of a book don't necessarily translate well to film. Right. And then there's mm-hmm. things that you can yeah. do on film. There's things you can do on film that you can't do in a book. Right. So just getting to read the script, but I loved it, you know, so and then I have a cameo, a non-speaking role, fortunately, <laughs> but I would not <laughs> want to know, like as a chemistry teacher. So I don't if, if that scene makes it in, if there's like a blink and you'll miss it moment where I'm in the in the background as a chemistry teacher. <laughs> But you could still say you were on TV, so honestly, right, yeah, good yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's super awesome. No, congratulations on that. I will. Thank you. I feel like we're going to have a viewing party for that at the Oh, I hope sure. so. I hope so. That'd be so cool. Uh, so this is a, a little bit of a slight transition, but what would you say then is to sort of wrap up getting close to the end? Uh, what would you say is, is most important when writing uh, to you, at least? For me personally? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, this is and this is harder to do the longer that you are a published author, right? So mm-hmm. I, I just recently turned in my sixth book. I've been writing, you know, my first book sold in 2012, and so I've been in the publishing world for for a while now, and I've been fortunate mm-hmm. to to be in that world. I think sometimes when you're in this business, it's and it's something that I have to remind myself of is. Mm-hmm. I really think I have to write, you have to write for yourself first, right? Yeah. And it can be tempting at times, especially when you're in the marketplace, to be worrying about how the market's going to respond and how the book is going to sell because it is a business, right? And so whenever mm-hmm. you apply the concept of commerce to art, it can get very tricky. And I have to remind myself that ultimately I need to write the stories that I want to write. 
and what will happen from that there is what's meant to be. And to be honest, one of the reasons that I've kept my job as a full-time high school English teacher is not only because I genuinely love doing it, it's given me a bit of freedom to be Mm -hmm. able to do the art that I genuinely want to do and not worry as much as if I were trying to completely, you know, make a living off of it. So Mm -hmm. I think ultimately for me, it's the idea that I need to always Projects don't work for me if it's not something that came from my heart that I Mm -hmm. want to read. You know, there's an old, I think Essie Hinton, that author of The Outsiders, once said, I wrote The Outsiders because I wanted to read it. And I've always loved that quote. I've always loved that Mm -hmm. quote. And, you know, it's one of my favorite books, and I just admire her. And and so that that quote, I always think about that. You know, I wrote it because I wanted to read it. And so, you know, that's the advice I'd give to aspiring writers, in addition to reading widely. Um, mm-hmm. Write the books. Write the books you want to read. Oh, yeah. I that. <laughs> oh, good. I got to well, remind well, myself of it. You know, it's not always easy <laughs> when you're when you have an agent and you're in the business and you you know you know this book sold this and this book sold that. It's hard to sometimes remember that. Mm-hmm. But that's to me what I need to keep coming back to. Yeah, well, I definitely I can see that because I think a lot of the, the books and literature that I like to read, it, it really seems like that the author. I really wanted to put that story mm-hmm. into the world. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Well, that is all I have. So uh, where where can we find find your work, of course? So, yeah, if you go to jennifermatu.com, um, I have information about all my books there and, and links to where you can buy them. And uh, I'm on Twitter at jenmatu. And then I'm on Instagram uh, at author Jen Mathieu. And Mathieu is M- uh, M-A-T-H-I-E-U. So that's the best way to find me. And I try to answer some DMs and stuff if I can. I can't always, but um, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, if, if you're looking for me online, that's, there's, there's where you can go. Awesome. Okay. Well, that is all I have. So thank you very much for being here today. It was a pleasure. Oh, it was a pleasure to be with you, Peyton. Thanks for some great questions. No, thank you. Yeah, and I, I look forward to uh, working with you uh, during our creative writing intensive. Yeah, me too. It'll be exciting. And we're back. Fantastic. Well, I honestly, again, want to say a big thank you to Jennifer Matu. She was fantastic to talk to and had a lot of great stuff to share. And I am very thankful to have had her on the show. And also, we both went to school in Chicago. So isn't that cool? Again, if you are interested in checking out any of her work, I would definitely recommend it. Moxie is a favorite in the story arc circle, so that's where I suggest you'd start. Uh, Of course, she's got other works too, and all of her work can once again be found at jennifermatthew.com, so that is J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-M-A-T-H-I-E-U.com, and it is also spelled in the title of this episode if you didn't catch it, (laughs) so there's a place to actually see it written out, but yeah, I definitely recommend checking out her work. It is popular here at Story Arc, and so I implore you to give it a read if you're interested. And of course, I also hope you enjoyed the episode and had as much fun listening as I had interviewing, and I thank you very much for tuning in, even though I may sound a a little bit uh, vocally worn out. Oh, and uh, one more thing. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you would like to send to me to be featured on the upcoming Friday episode of Ask Peyton, I would definitely recommend sending some. That would be Peyton, P-U-I-T-O-N at storyarcark.org. 
That's the email to send them at. And if you've got those questions, ask them loud, ask them proud, ask them in my email inbox. Well, I suppose that will do it for today. So once again, thank you to Jennifer Matu and thank you to you for listening. I will see you tomorrow, of course. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. I will see you tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out. <laughs>